Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I am your host. And I have a very special guest on today, Mikey B, also known as Mike Barden. Bar I, I knew I was going to screw this up. <laughs> Mike Bartolini. I think I got it. So, hey, stay with us. We'll be right back. All right. Hey, let's welcome Mikey B to the show. Mikey B, welcome. Great to be here. Glad to have you, man. So, um, you know, I, as I was telling you before we went live, um, I started this show two and a half years ago. I've interviewed tons of celebrities and entrepreneurs, and it's all about helping people get unstuck in life. And um, I'm, I'm, our buddy Jay Barry referred you over to me for the show, and so I'm excited to hear your story. Let's start with where you were born and raised. I was born in Natick, Mass., um, but 37 years I was in uh, Milford, Mass. That's where I grew up and everything. So all, all in Massachusetts? Yes, all in Massachusetts. Okay. So you're a huge Steelers fan? Oh, big time. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when they're losing. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Well, hey, thanks for being on the show. <laughs> uh, oh, man, that's funny. I so um, We've had a uh, dynasty. I'm pretty happy about that. What's that? Say that again. Oh, I'm happy about the 20 years of dynasty for the Pats. Yeah. Wow. It's been insane, man. So, so you were born and raised out there. You went to school there. Did you, did you go to college? New Hampshire? Yes. Plymouth State oh. University. Okay. What'd you major in? What, what was your degree in? Business management. Okay. So what, what were, what were some of the things you experienced as a child that kind of formed who you became as an adult? I think the biggest thing was I got three brothers, right? And for some reason, all three of them, no matter what they did, they were all like ripped, unbelievable bodies. And I just, I'm the third one from the top. And for some weird reason, I was Chubby Mike my whole life. So when I was like, I have to go to the gym, I have to do this, my brothers would be like, eh, we can take the day off. And I was like, I can't. I just, <laughs> so I'm always trying to go to the gym, always trying to get, you know, faster, stronger. Um, so it worked hard, and then I went to college, and same thing, you know, I was a walk-on, played a little bit of football. My senior year, I finally got to start some games, um, and then I went to college. I mean, and then five years after college, three years after college, a friend of mine, hey, you want to move to Las I bought a place in Las Vegas. You want to move there? Yep. <laughs> wow. So Six years out there, best six years of my life. Wow. I found myself, I guess, so to speak. Um, worked a couple of jobs, then I started personal training. 
And that really put me over the top because not only was I training clients and helping them get better, I was training myself when I wasn't, you know, when people get better and I told them train them for life. I don't do bodybuilding. I don't do none of that. I want to help you carry groceries, you know, pick up your kids, all that functional stuff um, that a lot of people do on a daily basis. So I was, I was happy to do that. And just to see progress with people I loved it. In Vegas, and all of this in Vegas. Yes. So you were at what, in your 20s? Yep. I was in Vegas from 2004 to 2010. Wow. So I think 2010, what, I was 32. Yeah. So 26 to 32. We lived in Vegas for 13 months. <laughs> Worst 13. I hated. Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. I, I, uh, I was going to say, I, worst 13 months of my life. <laughs> I'm kidding. And I had is, six years of my life. Yeah. But I gambled. So, yeah, right. I didn't right. have that. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I'm with you on that. Now, you know, one of the cool things about living in Vegas, and I think, I think you'll probably agree, is there's so many freaking cool places within a two hour drive or so. Unbelievable. That, it's it is it's unbelievable like the grand canyon west is out you know two and a half hours and utah is a couple hours away it's it's absolutely amazing out there no border brian had so i know i was in utah that mom brian had is yep yep okay yeah yeah nice so 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 you were in vegas until 2010 and then then what happened after that Oh, my life changed big time. I um, riding my bicycle. Everything was act- activity with me. So my knee was a little messed up. So I uh, I jumped on my bike. What? It was like three miles maybe to the physical therapist. Jumped on my bike, started going. I'm coming down a little a steep hill. Um, a car pulls a U-turn illegally. And it's almost like as that car was pulling a U-turn, I'm flying down the hill. And the woman, I looked right in the windshield, the front right tire, the passenger tire, went over the sidewalk almost simultaneous to me flying down the hill. So oh. I tried to dodge it, but went right over the car. Cop, cop thought I went, was going about 20 miles an hour. Oh, They said I rolled over 20 feet. And like any biker, you always put down your arm. To brace it, I put down my left arm. I broke my collarbone, oh. and I smashed my head on the ground. And from there on, for a while, I don't remember nothing. But I remember looking right in that car window, and I see it was a girl with black hair, maybe in her 50s, and hit and run, and I lost every which way about it because she was never found too far away from the traffic light for the camera. And thank God for an older couple that pulled over, pulled their car sideways so cars couldn't come by. I guess everything's two lanes at least. Oh, yeah. So it rolled me over on my side. And the woman, which I didn't know about, she's rubbing my arm and saying, it's okay, it's okay. That's like soft touch, soft voice is like the brain injury thing. Yeah. And, um, And then, you know, the cops are trying to get me over EMT and I'm just flipping out. Head injury. I mean, I had no idea what was going on. Wow. So rushed me to the hospital. How about this for a kicker? My mother came to visit me two days before this accident. 
Oh, and wow. she, drives, she drives right by it, Ken. Oh, Lord. My niece, who was eight years old, goes, Nana, that's Uncle Mike's bike. And, you know, two lanes meeting, two lanes. So yeah. she's on the other side. She calls my phone because she's like, Haley, don't joke like that. And she, she's like, Nana, that's Uncle Mike's bike. And she calls my phone. The cop sees mom on it, picks it up. Your son's been in a terrible accident. And she was like, I'm following the ambulance. So she whipped around and then made it to Sunrise Hospital. And then, uh, from there on out, it was touch and go, touch and go. So what, like what do you, when, when you say touch and go, what do you mean? Like, Maybe, maybe not. I'll live. The trauma doctor was like, you know, let's every little thing. Let's just try to get a positive we can out of it. And that's the ER doctor. And then, I don't know, maybe eight hours later, the neurosurgeon who happened, lucky Mike, he happened to be finishing with a 10-year-old boy, a brain surgery. So it's kind of like he went from the kid to me and wow, you know, I mean. Wow. Wow. So, um, looks like your buddy Jason is on here. One of my best friends out there. That's awesome, man. So, so, and he's in Vegas. Yes, he is. Cause he says right here. Oh, I see his profile picture. <laughs> that looks like a, uh, familiar, familiar Lake. He's on there. Or something. Mead, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man. Lake Mead is, is coming down that hill and, yep. and, it's just it's beautiful yeah but um so so you here you were out and how long so this happened in 2010 yep and and you were in the hospital and how long was it touch and go i want to say the first 10 days because they i went from like a coma to the drug-induced coma oh my god i was just going crazy and i didn't know what was going on you know, you get all the tubes and the wires and everything hooked up and I'm flailing my arms. And then it was like restraints and then the mitts they put on your hands so you can't pull nothing. So I think it was part of that. And it was part of, you know, me going crazy, trying to rip, rip stuff out and them trying to keep me, you know, sedated, so to speak. So, you know, I'm, I'm staying calm, but I, you know, I don't know what's going on. Wow, man. Wow. So you were <clears throat> in and out of a coma. Yep. For how long? 10 days or longer? Yeah, it was about 10 or 11 days, they told me. Um, but I think after the first couple, it was drug induced because, you know, yeah, going crazy, you know, so to speak. Um, did, did now this, you said that the brain surgeon came. So did you have to have brain surgery? Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, you hit your head and your brain swells. Yeah. So you, it's when your brain swells and it's got nowhere to swell, that's when people die. You know, it's got nothing to do. So um, the neurosurgeon came in. My mother told him everything. This kid's an athlete. He doesn't do drugs. He doesn't drink all the time, um, all the time, barely at all. Um you know, right. going through it all, and the doctor was like, okay, I appreciate it. It's only going to help. So he removes, I wish I had my haircut, uh, right side, <laughs> this whole part. It's like a horseshoe. So he takes that piece of bone off called bone flap and uh, lets the brain swell out. 
And oh. then, like he's telling my mother, he's like, every day, you know, it's a good day as long as we can keep him stable and in decent condition. Um, but getting the cap off was the big thing he told my mother because if the brain doesn't have room to swell, you know, that's all the bruising and all the blood. It almost drowns itself in the blood. Good Lord have mercy, dude. Wow. I'm so happy to be here. <clears throat> I'll bet you are, man. I'm so happy that you're you're here. God had God had some some uh some more things in mind for you, I think. There's no doubt. So you um so after ten days or so, somewhere in the did start to stabilize? What happened? Um, same thing. They were just they were doing um just keeping an eye on me. Um, there wasn't really anything else. Thank God I was in unbelievable shape. So I broke my collarbone. That was it. I say that was it joking. Like the head thing was, <laughs> was like, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> God, nothing else happened. <laughs> minus, yeah. uh, minus the piece of bone I got taken off my head. Oh my gosh. You know, I was just in there, you know, I couldn't walk. I had left side semi paralysis. Um, I was just hooked up, and I don't really remember that much. Uh, my mother's out there. She calls my father, my brother, my other two brothers. So um, they came out within the 10 days. One came out three days later. You know, my father came out like five days later. My other brother, nine or 10 days later. My oldest wow. brother comes out on the 9th of July, and his birthday's on the 10th. <laughs> happy birthday brent <laughs> wow wow so what date did this happen then like july something it sounds no, like june 25th 2010 oh yeah okay. that day <laughs> jeez dude yeah, i'm going to physical therapy for my knee you know on a bicycle so i'm thinking oh low impact nice easy ride couple miles wow sure enough Wow, man. So what part of Vegas was this in? Henderson. Oh, was it in Henderson? Wow. If you know, like, if you know, I was on Eastern Avenue. That's one of the main roads. It's right up yep. 15. Yep. I I know Eastern. No, oh, you well. do? Okay. So oh, yeah. there's a development that was called Inspirata. I was okay. looking in that development, and I was heading um towards, like, the Green Valley Ranch. Yep. Right yep. there. And um, yeah, right before like Vaughn's was on my right. Um, that's where wow. I hit. I know illegal U turn, and how don't you make it? You get two lanes to swing around. You yeah. can't get everything except the front right side of your car. So you weren't wearing a helmet. I'm gonna just assume that's kind of the fun. Well, not funny, but weird part is, is I wore it every day. But I'm looking at my watch. I'm like, oh, damn, it's 4.15. I got to go. My friend was over. He was going back to school because he was on break. He's a teacher. Wow. Um, so, you know, the helmet's right above my bicycle. I jump on the bike. I take off. But the neurosurgeon goes, Mike, do not play that game with yourself. He's like, I yeah. can't say how much it would have mattered. Your head was still smashed off the concrete. So instead of, you know, it buffering it a little bit, He's like the brain still slams against the skull, no matter what yeah. you know, no matter which way you think about it. So God, man. Wow. 
So, um, wow, that is that's that's unbelievable. It's mind blowing. <laughs> that that sounds terrible to say, but <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm sitting here like blown away, man. So, so you, um, how long were you in the hospital? Between hospital and then rehab. I mean, they transferred me to like three different hospitals. Sunrise wow. ended up not taking my my insurance for some reason, so they had to move me. It was like, oh my god, to UMC. I'm sure you know that hospital. It's one of the major ones. Yeah. And then I went to a Harmon rehab. So from June till September, between hospital rehab, back to another hospital, they pulled. They pulled or somebody stepped on my catheter. So that ripped out. That was the worst of the worst. And my brother and mother were like, Mike, your face. They were like, the pain on your face. I don't remember because here I am, you know, sedated with all the drugs. And they said I could fit. They said we could totally see how bad it was. So and it took the urologist like five or six hours to come down. I bled out. Two units of blood. Um, it was tough, and you know, it was, it was tougher probably for my mother and my brothers because I don't remember so much of this. I'm going on what I was told, you know. I'm in the hospital, and I'm like, you know, I don't know what's going on. Wow, man! Station, they had me on so much because you know they take you off the morphine or a propofol. I was on. And I just start going crazy because, you know, here I am in restraints. I don't know what's going on. You did know, you, did you remember the accident? The last thing I was I remember is looking right in that window. That's why everybody's like, oh, why didn't he stop? I go, it was a she. Long black hair, some kind of sedan, maybe like grayish blue. And, you know, you look right in the window. I'll never forget that. Right in the window. And then that was it. I don't remember wow. nothing else from that accident as far as. And nobody saw her. Nobody, and she just left the scene. She just left, you know, and nobody did, which was crazy. You know, there's plenty of cars going up and down those streets, you know, 4.15 in the afternoon. You know, I couldn't, <laughs> I don't know how, but. Wow. Uh, you know, Nowadays, it's everybody thinks they're going to get sued or everything. So maybe she had that in her head and she didn't want nothing to do with it. Which, you know, at least call 911. She didn't even do that. I had to told a couple that stopped and did it all. Everything. Wow. And, and when you were like, so you were laying there, broken collarbone, a brain injury. Were you... Were you unconscious or were you conscious? I guess I was conscious in the word that, like, I was moving around. I'm fighting the cops, the EMTs. Really? They're trying to grab me and put me on the stretcher, and I wasn't having it. <laughs> one of my one of my doctor friends who happened to be really, really good friends with the neurosurgeon he calls my mom and he's like, tell your son to stop beating all my cop friends up. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I have a physical oh. therapy appointment to get to. You yeah, got me. Yeah. <laughs> I know these EMTs and cops. It's like, 
That's brain injury for you, I guess, from what I've read and what I've been told. I don't know what's going on. I just know I didn't want to be restrained at all. Yeah. Well, wow, man. So, so you it, like you were. What, what what would you call that? Consciously unconscious, I guess. Or yeah, I mean, I don't even. I don't even know what you would call it, right? Which is that kind of what you would say? Like, I didn't know what was going on, but I'm moving around. I'm fighting people, you know. Wow. It was all the restraint thing. That's it. The woman who came upon me, I was on the ground, probably roasting, frying up like an egg. I had no shirt on either. So, I'm Oh, dude, what? And with my back on the ground. And the woman, she turned me on my side. And she sat there, Mike, it's okay. Well, she didn't know my name. She was like, it's okay, it's okay. And she was just rubbing my arm. Just oh, nice wow. and soft. And I just laid there. And then the cops get up, get you know, get him on the stretcher, and she goes, "Mike, you just went bonkers." Wow! Soft voice, soft touch. I'll never forget that. Do Brand you are you still friends with her today? Oh yeah. Every time I go to Vegas once a year, I didn't Do you get really because of pandemic. Oh yeah, I mean, I got a place to stay. I made a lot of unbelievable friends out there, like unbelievable people that would invite me over. Mike, you can stay with me every time you come out. So, you know, Dude, I, I wouldn't ride a bike on Eastern Avenue if I had a full body armor on. <laughs> like sidewalk, that's the that's the killer. I well, I mean, come on, Eastern Avenue is like one of the busiest roads in Vegas, man. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> and here you are, like, I'm gonna go with no shirt, no helmet, nothing. Let's roll, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, but I, okay, so 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 you were how how long did you say you were in, in these the hospital and the 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 um rehab, uh, rehab? So I had the bone taken off in June twenty sixth, I think, and then I had the bone put back on because they take it off, they send it to a hyperbaric chamber over in California. What? And they, I know it's weird. It's like a what? like a freezer. My neurosurgeon goes, Mike, you're gonna have a barcode on your on your skull, <laughs> kind of joking with me. And then they put it back on the late August because they had to wait for the brain to stop swelling, everything go down. Oh my god! So they put it back on, and then um, well, within I think I went home mid September. Dude, they where they have these plugs in your ears and they pop to simulate flying on a plane so once i could deal with that i was okay to fly back home because we got boston and we got the best hospitals in the country so i, I did uh, all my outpatient rehab back here dude so <laughs> wow I, I'm just trying to. So they, they, I am. I assume they keep some kind of a bandage or covering on your, like it's not just your brain sticking out of your head, oh, right? They flap your skin back over. Oh, the skin they flap it over, then they take the bone off. Golly, and they flap it back, and then yeah, they bandage it, staple it. Good God. I, I I don't even I, I mean how do you deal with that man I don't even know how you like process that 
It's like I don't know on a daily basis. I just I'm so happy to be alive and I'm sure, oh, man. You no know, family and friends have been unbelievable. Wow. Help you need Mike, you know. Balling yeah. my eyes out, friends. You know, I got friends driving down from New Hampshire, from Wilmington, you know, in town. Come over and give me a hug, you know, just Mike, you know. Wow. And I got friends, oh, Mike, you helped me when I was in when I was in high school. And these people I haven't talked to in 15 years. I just want to help. I just, friends have been and family have been a big thing, especially all the days crying. I can go from crying to laughing in a second. Wow. Man, dude. So, so you, um, so you, you said you flew, you got, you got back to, to Massachusetts. Is it Boston or? No, I'm Milford, Mass is where I live. Okay, Milford. I was going into Boston because that's okay. where the hospital's at. Gotcha. Um, I thought you said something about Boston, but you, so you, you get back to mass in, in September. Yeah. Mid September ish about that. And they put, they put your, your skull back together in August. Yeah. He put that on uh, probably like a month, I think before I came back. They, they don't have freezers in Vegas. <laughs> I guess not. So, it's so they come in a bone bank. So it was putting a bone bank. <laughs> what? I know. What the? Okay. Well, what they used to do um, is they put it in your stomach because that'll feed it, you know, the blood, the nutrients, and all that so the bone doesn't die. Instead, oh they put mine, because I guess because of infection reasons, they they sent it to the bone bank. So, <laughs> so, so the surgeon comes in and says – all right, dude, we're we're gonna put you back together. Just gotta call the bone bank and get here. Yes, yeah, I had to do it the night before to let it thaw out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I get up a laugh because it literally says it in the doctor notes. Brought it in the night before to thaw. I'm sure they didn't use thaw out, but that's kind of what they were saying <laughs> in their own terminology. <laughs> Oh my god! I love the fact that you can laugh about it, man. Oh, if I don't laugh, I could cry. So wow, no way. Positive attitude, positive results. I love that, dude. So, so, so you get back, and and what were like when you got back to to Massachusetts? What were some of the? Because you said you had to go to rehab. Yeah. What were some of the challenges that you you? we're having as a result of all of this well it was um it, a lot of cognitive that's a big time a lot of cognitive but physically i was in great shape but um I, you know i had the semi-paralysis on the left side which we did a lot in vegas in the time i was there but then my arm and my hand was all curled up for some reason like going to the gym i almost had to like pry my fingers open and then they'd like close on a dumbbell or whatever. That was kind of weird. My hand was just stuck. Wow. And, you know, just physical therapy, regular, occupational and speech therapy would what I really needed, you know? Mm. So were you, were you, um, was it your, which side, which, which hand, left hand or right? Yeah. Left, right side yeah. brain injury. It left. Affected the left yeah. side. Jeez. So, and is that the side you broke your collarbone? 
No, no, I broke left side collarbone. Oh, okay. Which is weird. Yeah, I don't know why. It just must have been instinct just to throw my left arm out. So, so you, um, wow, man. So when you when you were going through this this physical therapy, I'm just wondering how much was there any? Did you have any anger that you had to deal with towards the the lady? Um, my friend asked me that. And the only thing I could say, like, he goes, if she was sitting in front of you right now, what would you say to her? And I, I mean, all I could say is why, why didn't you call, why didn't you call 911? You know, that's, yeah. that would have meant, that would have meant a, a lot of difference to me at least. Yeah. Uh, my anger isn't going to do nothing for me. It's not going to change what happened. So. You know, if I'm doing well, I don't got to, you know, I guess I don't got to be mad. I, I could yeah. say. Yeah. I don't know. The anger thing was just kind of like, you know, why not me? I didn't, I didn't ask why. I was just like, why not? Maybe, maybe the next person couldn't have handled it. You know, so I don't know. Maybe if somebody was walking and they got hit, they could have passed. Yeah. I love life so much, man. Mm -mm. Dude. I am going nowhere. I freaking love it, man. I love what Jason says here. Spartan race every year in Vegas with him. Always want to say no, but how can you when Mikey goes through hell and back? You don't say no. <laughs> <laughs> That's freaking. You do the Spartan race every year? Oh, yeah, I've done. <laughs> this is what makes me the proudest because a lot of, a lot of myself is physical. Physical activity, everything. So one year to the day of my uh, accident, a friend of mine, let's go do a warrior dash, 5K obstacles, jumping, climbing, running, ducking. She takes me to that on 2011. 2014, I do my first Spartan race. And between that, half marathons, 30-mile races in the mountains, I've done almost 70. I mean, that's when somebody calls me, it's like, Mike, I'm going to do a race in a second. I'll be there. I love it. Physical activity. Wow, dude. Like nothing is going to keep you down. Uh, I love that. I got a positive attitude and I'm glad I acquired it, you know, throughout the years. So positivity is just, I think it's a big deal when it comes to stuff, you know? Tell people something very traumatic happened to me, but all trauma doesn't have to end in a bad story. So today I got a good story right here. Oh my God. You have an unbelievable good story too. It's, it's not over. Dude, you have, it's not a good story. It's an unbelievable story. Like it's incredible. So you, you have, uh, <laughs> So when people, do you ever hear people complain? <laughs> oh, yes. Somebody yeah. always has it worse. That's all I can think in my head. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're complaining about this little nothing and I'm not complaining. Yeah. Yeah. How how did we start off this, uh, this, this? how do we start before we went live you came on and you you were you said i can't straighten my 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 neck out right 
But you, yeah, weird because people always like straighten your head out, and I'm like, it is straight, but I gotta yeah. do kind of one of these. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so that's wow. kind of funny to me, but you know, straighten your head. I'm like, it is. Yeah, dude, you, you are such an inspiration. What do you think? Um, you know, here, here, you, you've, you went through something most people will never have to experience. And, and, you know, you laugh about having your skull removed and shipped off to a, a, a freezer unit in California. That's crazy to me. Just that part alone is like, you sent my head, part of my head to California and I'm in Vegas in the hospital. What's wrong with you people? But so you, you, um, it just blows my mind, man. So when, when you hear people complain, when you hear people um, talk about how tough their life is, what, what would you say to somebody right now? Cause you know, with the coronavirus and all the, there's, there's a lot of people suffering, man. I mean, you know, and, but what do you say to those people that, that are like in that place of life sucks and, and, and it's just bad for me. What, what do you say to them? You know, I always mention the positive thing. I think it's big time, but I know, and I do realize it's all relative to the person, but you know, it's just like, it'll get better. You know, it's just, you know, whatever you're going through, you know, try to look on the bright side, you know, this pandemic isn't going to last forever, you know, and that, I don't know, I just, I just feel like, look towards something that makes you happy, anything, you know, your kids, you, you get more time to spend with them, whether or not they're pains in the asses or not, <laughs> <laughs> but you get more time with them. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I would have to have that person like in my face and then I could be like, all right, maybe we can do this. Or, you know, maybe I could give you a phone call just to lift your spirits. Yeah. I can't complain. I was in a support group where they got 24 hour caretakers. These kids are in helmets, wheelchairs. And I'm Jeez. like, what am I complaining about? I can't complain. So is, are, are you back? to i don't want to say back to normal but are you back to i mean where where are where are things for you now physically and 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 all of that are you able to i mean it sounds like you can run <laughs> you're you're doing races oh yeah i can run and i can climb and all that stuff i love like the american ninja warrior stuff that's what i really love doing I don't got to be in the gym with weights, but if I'm climbing a tree or climbing a rope up a tree, you know, crawling under barbed wire is some of the obstacles, carrying 50, 60 pound bags up a hundred, a hundred yards up a mountain. I don't know. What, you know what is, doing it is, is why, what, what's driving you to do that? just to try to make myself personally better. And it's always to show people bad things happen. They don't have to end bad. You know, I mean, I could have just chalked it up and, you know, cried about it all the time, which I do, you know, daily, I get teared up and stuff. It's just, 
but it's all part of it. I just say, hey, I chalk it up to the brain injury, and I own it is the big thing. I really own the change in me. Cognitive, I, I get frustrated with the cognitive stuff and understanding some stuff. Mm. And I got a friend. I got another friend, Mike. Th this is how it goes, you know, explaining it to me. So that stuff really helps. Physically, I mean, it's it's what I am. Yeah, I do anything. And the more the more you give me to do, the happier I am. Because I'm working, I'm working. I don't have time to think about what happened. Wow, man. that uh, You are an inspiration, dude. I, I can't, like, I'll never complain about anything ever again. <laughs> ever. Yeah, but you know the kick of me coming home in 2010, right? In 2012, I get an infection in the bone. Where, what bone? The bone they put back on. Come on. The doctor told me, he goes, it's like acne. He goes, but it happened to get into your bone. So then what happens? Another surgery. Take the bone out. That one, that time it got thrown away. And they do the whole CAT scan and then they put a prosthetic on. They threw. I still get that on. Wait, they threw the bone. They had to throw the bone away. I guess for government, whatever the government laws, they have to. I begged my doctor. I go, I want that, please, please. He goes, Mike, no. He goes, this is government regulated. He goes, I can't. <laughs> you know, they give you the hardware and stuff, which I didn't have any because I don't know. They just put it on and it's like they sewed it and then the stitches just, you know, they just go away. But, um, hey, how about there's funny part to this. So I have the bone off, right? And I'm at home. My niece now, what is she, 12 or something? Haley, Haley, give me your hand. I take her hand and I put it right on my head. Of course, it's right on the brain because all that is is a flap of skin. Oh. And, then, and then, you know, you, uh, like that, and it pulsates. Boom, boom. Oh, my God. The kids were dying laughing oh my god get all freaked out but whatever i could do to make somebody else laugh and oh my god. i got a kick out of it too you oh know? My god. and then they fail i'm like that's my brain no no so uh that kind of that gave me a kick you know wow seeing little kids you know laughing joking i love it dude that is wow you are I've never met anyone like you, man. Like I, 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 I'm, I'm lost for words. Like I can't. Like there's so many things. Like how, how it, it, does it feel different? With can you said they they put a prosthetic? Like does it feel different? I I don't I don't know. Everything feels the same, and I guess I don't know prosthetics too, but it'll mend mend to your bone. Just like bone men's to bone. Wow. Um, the side, I mean, I feel like it's like a little flatter than the other side of my head, but I've been able to get a haircut in three months, so I'm just letting it grow whatever. It, I'll tighten it up like you assume, Ken. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so... So you, um, wow. I, I mean, honestly, look, had, had you not told me that you had this ax, I wouldn't know. 
I, I'd just be like, hey, this is some cool dude with a thick Boston accent I'm talking to. <laughs> no, that's like a joke, so to speak, in the brain injury community. It's like, you look fine. You look fine, you know? And you look at me, you'd be like, you look fine. I go, yeah, but what goes on upstairs is not fine. Not wow. Wow. So, so what do you think what do you think holds most people back in life probably just being scared or fearful like oh if i try this what if what the what ifs it's always what ifs yeah the only thing i say is listen if i'm not gonna die doing whatever you ask me to that's all i care about you know I've jumped off a hotel into the ocean when I went with my buddy down to St. Martin. He did it first, so he lived, so I figured I'd live. <laughs> you know, just, as long as as long as anything, as long as I know I won't die, I'll do anything. It does not matter. Well, obviously not hurting somebody, but wait, the the jumping off the hotel was before the accident. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm like, dude, you're not jumping off of hotels right now, are no, you? My doctor told me, he goes, even whiplash could be devastating. So I oh, never did the skydive. I would have loved to have done that. You know, if I was in a car accident, you know, the whiplash from that. So none of that's happened. So I'm good. As, you know, as long as my brain isn't smashing against my skull, I'm all good. Wow, man. So there's still there's still the chance of 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 so you're you're more susceptible to brain injury now than than most other people or I guess so yeah because I still have a scar on my brain oh so that's where the epilepsy came in because you know it's trying to send the messages through the scar and I think that's when the seizure yeah yeah I got epilepsy from it too. Gee, many Christmas, man. Yet your attitude is so positive. Thank you, Aaron. Wow. Reason to be down. I told you, family and friends and love. It's just, I'm not in this alone. I know that. So, do you do you work? Do you do anything like? Right uh, now, I'm, on, I'm still on disability. I got all my medical stuff. Yeah. Um, but I help. You know, it's like friend. Yeah friend will call me hey i gotta you know i'm building a stone wall you want to help out like anything that's what i i love doing give me something physical don't expect me to know how to do it on my own yeah i said hey you point me in the right direction just say mike do that i said that's what works best jeez man i i it just blows me away i i i'm completely blown away by by your attitude and <clears throat> it's unbelievable you invite me on i think you know first time i've been on a podcast so man i i'm very very grateful that you you came on and and you've shared i mean anybody watching this whether you're watching it live or listening to it on a podcast platform or if you have anything to complain about i i, I think you need to look up mike on on facebook and just send him a, a a a direct message with your complaint about your life 
and and have a conversation with him. <laughs> I'm just yeah, saying. Well, sure, I'd love it. If I can turn your day around, call me. <clears throat> My buddy Weldon Whitehurst said his dad got cancer in the bone. They had to cut it out and made a flap with a muscle from his shoulder. It was wild to watch it pulse. Yeah. Wow. Sounds like he's been through some similar things, but man, you are an inspiration. Your story needs to be told more, man. Do you do live streaming and stuff? Talking, talking to people. I don't, I just, there was a book, uh, she, a friend of mine, best friend from high school, his mother wrote it. You know, I got home and here I am. I'm just seeing all my friends back in Milford and stuff. He throws me a benefit and his mother was like, Mike, I want to tell you a story. And I was like, that's great. Cause it's a good one. It's not bad. So and anything good, anything positive somebody could take from the book that came out left for dead from surviving to thriving. Wow. That so that's your friend. Wrote... Go ahead. I'm your, sorry. No, your friend, your friend's mother, you said wrote the book. Yeah, she's a uh, she was a teacher her okay. whole life, and um and she had written two books beforehand. So you know she's an author already. So and, she wrote a book about your story. Oh yeah, from the accident, from you know Nana, that's Uncle Mike's bike, and then all the way up until took us about seven years. So it just came out a month ago. Wow. So do you ride bikes? Yep. Of course you do. I have to. You know, it's not, I can't do the scared thing, you know? I'm always over my shoulder for sure, but, yeah. and I ride on the road now too. I, um, yeah. I see, you know, the bike lanes are a little bit better. And wow, I, man. I got to because my knees are a little, eh, right now. I like to ride the bike and then do the race. Yeah, I've done like three 30 mile races in the mountains and the, the, to push yourself to the limit. And, the, you know, even when I'm dying and I'm like, stop, I'm like, you know what I think to myself? This is the weird thing. I'm like, you'll disappoint all those people that su supported you throughout it all. Those are the mind games I play with myself. I'm like, wow. you've come so far. You've come so far. Don't disappoint anybody. If I stop, I'll disappoint people. In my head, I'll disappoint people. And wow. I would hate to do that. Won't won't do that ever. What an unbelievable human being you are, man. That's it's such an empowering story. If if somebody called you <clears throat> right now and they said, Mike, my car was repoed last week. My electric's being shut off tomorrow. I don't have any money. I don't know what to do. My life sucks. What would you say to them in that moment to help them get through? Because look, man, I, I, there's a lot of people that are ending their lives because of 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 this this craziness going on. What would you say to that person in that moment? I would just say, can you know, can we try to find? the good things that are going on in your life. If you know, whatever it is, anything is my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I love that ringtone. <laughs> That's a wild west. I tell when they, you know, you get like four or five of those. In a row, I'm like, just look for Clint Eastwood. He's coming down on. A 
I love it, man. That's awesome. So I just, I always try to tell people, just try to find some kind of positive that's going on. I know there's a whole bunch of crap going on, but I mean, it's hard because, you know, it's, it's all relative to the person and their attitude about life. All I can tell you is, you know, not be happy in the situation, but is there anything positive you can find? You know, yeah. can you hold out? You know, a lot of people are going through what you're going through. Yep. Let's, let's just try to find something good. Not from it, but something good that you actually have in your life right now before this pandemic. I tell you, it ruined my trip to Vegas. I was going March 17th. Oh, man. And like a week before, sure enough. I had to cancel it. Wow. And my neurologist wow. begged me not to go. That That's another reason. He's like, if you don't have enough medicine or you get stuck out there, he goes, what are you going to do? I was like, you can write my prescription and send it out there. He's like, uh-uh. doesn't work like that. Why were you going out there for the race? Yep. Every year in March uh, with my friend Jason Weyrich. Um, wow. Every year run it. They call it Las Vegas, but it's in Mesquite. Oh, uh, okay. Good to have it. Mesquite, Littlefield, uh, Arizona border there. It's like uh, a I, we, we, my, uh, my wife's um, cousin and his wife live up in Mesquite. We, we, we've been up there. It's, again, beautiful up there. Yeah, Just it beautiful. It is. Amazing. Dude, you are an inspiration. I hope your story gets out to millions because I think you can help millions of people. You are an absolute rock star in my book. I, I, I thank you for coming on here today. If thank you're you. just joining, make sure you go back. You want to see the replay of this. I promise you, it is inspiring. And and go pick up the book. I mean, Amazon that uh, your friend's mother wrote about your story. Um, Left for Dead. Left for Dead from Surviving to Thriving. From Surviving to Thriving. Unbelievable, man. Uh, absolutely unbelievable story. You are a rock star. Thank you for coming on. I'm going to end the live stream, but stay with me if you would. Yeah. Um, and then you and I will chat afterwards. So thank you to everyone who's been on here. To any of you that shared this out, if you haven't shared this out, stop being selfish and share it out so someone you know that's suffering can be inspired by Mikey's story. Mikey, you freaking rock. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Likewise, bro. All right, we'll see you.